in lower back at the same time just relax your pelvic area and your buttocks just relax bring your attention to your thighs both sides front and back and relax bring your attention now to your knees just relax bring your attention now to your calf muscles and your shins and just relax and let it go come to your ankles all around just relax a little bit more go to your feet on the top and the bottom and all your toes just relax a little bit more now scan through your body from head to toe if there's still any parts which are not relaxed just relax that that particular part of the body bring your breath into your mind relax your mind let all the thoughts pass. Don't pursue any thought. Don't start a thought. Or don't stop it. Just watch it. After a while, there is no thought. Just observe your breath. For a couple more seconds. See how you're completely relaxed, calm, serene. Just a few more seconds. Consciousness. Just gently wiggle your toes, your fingers, and your arms a little bit, and slowly come back to the room. Open your eyes, gently with the gaze downwards, and gently look up. All right, wonderful. We got to be in the meditative mood to do a dialogue. So I'm going to hand it over to Sachin who's going to explain the dialogue a little bit more and we'll go from there. Thank you everyone for being here. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Chetan Kripalu. Uh, welcome everyone to Sunday evening's Angel Wings Meditative Dialogues. This is our um, sixth or seventh week in doing this. So once again, many thanks of appreciation for your participation. I'm going to spend the next uh, 10 minutes or so make, uh, going through some of these slides on what is dialogue. Some people are new. Some people have been with us for a while in this. Um, it's new each time, obviously. But to be, just be clear about what we are trying to achieve, 
so that I can so, so that we can all you know pretty much try to resonate with each other. Now that is uh, the attempt here. Uh, let me also state that this is a very different approach. So this takes some time. Now we are scheduled to meet until eight o'clock, but if uh, if we go beyond that, or if we want to go a little bit beyond that, it's fine with me. You know, if you want to stay a little bit, because usually it takes some time to you know capture the depth of it, and then we kind of go into it further. Now, what do we mean by dialogue? I mean, what exactly is that? So first of all, the dialogue is an attempt to begin an inquiry, to question, to pose a question. For the last six weeks or so, we have been together contemplating on probing into the nature of love or what is love. So there's a couple of things to keep in mind. So if you take a look at these slides here, you'll, you'll capture what I'm trying, what, you know, the basic idea. When we pose a question, it is the beginning of an inquiry to inquire into the question. It is not an attempt to just come to a conclusion and say, well, here's a definition of love and now we're done. It's not like that. Now, as I'm talking here, if anybody has a comment or question or something they want to ask, something that doesn't seem to click, please unmute and ask me. And I will try to do my best to clarify it for you. You know, we, we are not in a rat race to try to finish this thing like that. It doesn't work like that. This actually takes many, many hours of sitting together. But we don't have many hours as such, so we're doing it in one hour or a little bit beyond that today. So please, it is my humble request to all of you, if I make a statement about what I'm presenting, please ask about it if you do not agree with it, if you do not understand it, if you do not feel that that makes any sense, you know, because the sentences that will be used are the kinds of sentences that you may not have heard, have heard before. All right, so just that's the background. So that's my humble prayer and request to all of you. All right, so let's begin. As we are opening a question, see the question is, what is love? What is the relationship between love and the body? What is the relationship between love and mind? These are questions. When we pose any question, we can ask the question, what is truth or what is violence or what is, what is sickness or what is health? We can ask any question, doesn't matter. The question is, first of all, an intellectual power. Even to make a question is something we have as a human being. We have a power within us that allows us to pose a question. So first thing is to recognize even that power. Now, when we pose a question, generally we are used to two things. We are used to either our own prefixed ideas, answers. This is one thing. The second thing that we are used to is somebody else providing the answer for us. I hope you're with me. This is all of humanity, 90% of it maybe, is functioning this way. We are either already preset with answers or we are listening to somebody and then they tell us what the answer is and then oh, we accept it and then that's fine. That kind of an approach is also important and that has a place in many aspects of life. But when we are trying to probe into truth, into the nature of what is internally hidden within us, 
or what is God or what is reality? What is consciousness? What is the nature of the mind? How are we supposed to do that? So one of the approaches is meditative dialogue. This is one approach. There are many approaches, many approaches. But today we are focusing on this approach. Now, I hope everybody's with me. If you're not with me, please, it is my request to you to please unmute and say so. Because otherwise, if there is an, a disconnection somewhere, it, that disconnection will cause uh, just, a, just a, a lack of proper um, harmony between, uh, you know, between what we're trying to do. All right, so let me go on here. See the second point. A question is posed with openness to discover truth. Again, this is also a sentence. When we're posing a question, our attempt is to discover truth. Truth is not something that is just a mental idea. Mental ideas are there. Some people may accept that as truth. But the discovery of truth is different from the mental idea. I may have an idea of what is love. If you were to ask me and if you were to sit down with me or Dr. Chetna or anybody, you, you could probably write 20, 25, 30 pages on love, make, some re make a nice research paper out of it. But does that mean we have tapped into that dimension or that dimension has opened? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. So the discovery of truth, of love, of consciousness, of openness, of, of that state that is beyond the limited mind, that, that is a matter of discovery. It is not a matter of simply coming to some beliefs. Beliefs are there. Okay, but then what? For example, if I say that I believe I have love within me, okay, so what? What's next? Am I kind of stuck in the belief? Or is there something beyond the belief that no, there is the actuality of love? I hope this is clear. I have a tendency to speak fast. I'm trying to slow it down. So, <laughs> so please stop me anytime. This is not a marathon. This is a very, very uh, powerful probe into truth. But before we can begin the probe, we must try to understand this approach. Okay, so the discovery is a whole different matter. If, I, if Sachin is trying to discover truth, discover the nature of the mind, for the purpose of wisdom, which is the third point, a question is posed for wisdom rather than merely or it should, be, it should say mere, rather than mere intellectual debate. Intellectual debates are always going on in the world. That's also good. That also is an amazing thing, wonderful. If that, that's also an approach. But simply debating is not what we are trying to do. Our attempt is to bring about wisdom. Wisdom is what? How does one, how does one discover that? How does one know that that's there? Well... The one the way to know that there are flashes of these aha moments, flashes of insight. It'll come as a flash. It'll like hit you. It'll be like, oh, I see that. It'll be like an awakening. It'll be like, oh, I see that point. Or, or I can see it myself. I can see what is, what is the movement of 
of negativity within me. I can see an emotion moving. I see how that works. Very powerful. It's not a simple thing just to somebody, somebody just listen to some lectures. Like it's not like that. All right. So it's a very tremendous journey we're on here. The fourth point, please do ask if this is not clear. I, I can almost guarantee that what, you're, what, what I've said to you right now, you will not even remember that within the next 10 minutes because we, our mind has difficulty remembering these things. If we remembered these things, our mind would be very stable. Our mind doesn't even remember how to do this. I've gone through that for years myself, that's what I'm telling you. It is a, it is a very different kind of thing to really hold inside the mind. Right? Okay, so just go slow with a lot of patience and a lot of respect. Now, the fourth point. This is perhaps the most difficult thing to understand about dialogue. The answer to the question is hidden within the question itself. The process of inquiry allows for the mind to obtain a better view of itself. I have a mind. You have a mind. Mind is there. There's a body. There's a mind. Who can deny that? It's right in front of us. It's right here. What we are attempting to do is to understand our own mind. It is, Sachin is not trying to necessarily understand your mind. I'm listening to what you are saying. You're listening to what I'm saying and to each other. And you are observing your own mind. And in the observation of the emotions, the feelings, the agreements, the disagreements, the reactions, emotions. <coughs> in that observation, flashes of insight occur. That flash of insight, that is wisdom. I hope we are together on this, these points. There are many more slides that are created, but I don't want to go into the next ones yet. I want to just stay with this. It's not the quantity of material. You know, I, in my life, I've given some several thousand workshops and presentations on God knows how many topics. And so much quantity of material was presented. This is not that. It's not the quantity. It is the quality of examination. The quality of openness. How open are we? That is what we are trying to achieve here. So having said that, I'm going to, let's go back to the big screen here. So with a tremendous amount of respect for all of you, and for you taking your valuable time to engage in this very, I would say extraordinary journey. Uh, and again, many, many thanks to Dr. Chetna for the Angel Wing program. Let's begin. So far, I'm going to just do a quick review here. So far, so far, we have talked about love in many different ways. People have examined so many things. Three or four, I can summarize in five points. Point number one, some have said, love is something that is a, an emotional phenomenon. We have emotions. We definitely have emotions. And sometimes we are saying that that emotion is love. You know, if you have a pet, for example, and you're, you're petting the pet and you're stroking the, the head of the pet, you feel there's a feeling there. Is that love? Is it, is it emotion that is being expressed? 
You see? Is, then, then on that point, some have said that love is it like a pendulum. It's on a pendulum. There's love on one extreme, pure love, and then there's dislike or hatred or negativity or anger, and that's on the other extreme, violence and all that. It, it's on an extreme. So is love an emotion that swings? This has been discussed so far. Some, some, many have said this. Some have also stated that no, love is not on that, on that uh, polarity, that's that pendulum. Love is transcendent beyond that pendulum. So there's not the love and the hate. Love is absolute beyond that, beyond the emotion that swings. Some have said this. Others have stated that love is something that is that is expressed only. We only detect it through our expression of it when we interact with others. Some have said that. Others have used the word consciousness, that love is some super consciousness that is God or the infinite reality, something beyond, and it descends. It comes to us. Some have said this. Okay, so these are all tremendous ideas, the tremendous facts, or tremendous, you know, they're just, whatever it might be. But is love an experience? Some have said that love is an experience that comes and goes, comes and goes. It cannot be sustained. Some have said that so far. Some have said, no, that it, there's a stage of development where only love exists. It never goes away. And there are obviously, you know, in the future, we will maybe show some videos of some really evolved people, maybe who are in such a state. We don't know. So this is where we have been so far. We've also talked about the impact of love on the physical body. How does the physical, the physiology of the body change? Of course, Dr. Chetna is a medical doctor, uh, and she obviously knows a lot about that. We, we know something about it. But we, are, we have our emotions that, that impact the body. Is love something that fundamentally or even radically impacts the body? See the word radical. Radical means intensely. If real love is there, or when real love is there, does it actually impact the body in such a way that great healing power opens up? Dr. Chetna has talked about that in terms of the inner pharmacy. Her lectures are there on, on YouTube and on the website. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know, the interest is, so, so, uh, is what we're trying to awaken. Now, last time we started talking about love and its impact on the mind. Is love something that impacts the mind, that touches the mind from something beyond, descends on the mind? Or is love something that the mind is trying to grasp? That I say that, okay, I want to be in pure love. So I'm going to make a lot of effort, do a lot of spiritual practices, do yoga, do listen to positive affirmations and do this and do meditation and do 100 different other things so that I can grab love that I can make it my own. Is that a possibility? Is that something that can even happen? I hope we are together. I hope we are together. If we are not, if anybody is out of sync with, or if you, I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I just want to make sure that the understanding is the same, that what Sachin is speaking is, un, is, is clear in your mind, at least the way I'm intending it. And if you have a reflection on it or something you want to say, this is the time before we move into the dialogue. Okay. Okay, beautiful. So what we're going to do, one of the things that Dr. Chetna has asked me to do 
is just to have a have a like a small intro. Each person, please just take 30 seconds, introduce yourself, and simply maybe if you can just simply give a reflection on your on your experience so far in the last six weeks. If something that you want to say, if you don't want to say anything, it's okay. But I'll just call on different people. If whoever wants to unmute you, please go ahead and do so. Uh, and just keep your comments to less than just 30 seconds because then we'll get into the dialogue. I just want to have a quick go around uh, and then we'll start from there. So Miss Debbie, we'll start with you. Good evening, Miss Debbie. Please unmute. Yes. You'll have to unmute. Yes, good evening. Hi. Um, I will just say...